Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HDC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Jamie Mulvaney. So we're in Acts 13 and in Pisidian Antioch, a city of strategic importance. And the invitation in the synagogue comes that if anyone has an exhortation uh, to do so. So up jumps Paul. And we've been looking at this in recent weeks. Um, And he speaks there both to Jews and to Gentile worshippers. The bit we get to is verse 32. And Paul says, we tell you the good news, what God promised our ancestors, he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising up Jesus. As it is written in the second psalm, you are my son. Today I have become your father. God raised him from the dead so that he will never be subject to decay. As God has said, I will give you the holy and sure blessings promised to David. So it is also stated elsewhere, you will will not let your holy one see decay. Now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. But the one whom God raised from the dead did not see decay. So what is the good news? We see there in verse 32 and 34 that Jesus has been raised from the dead. God, he keeps his promises. His promises are fulfilled in Jesus. And so the implication there is that we too, although we decay and die, we get resurrection from the dead too. And also there in verse 32, Paul quotes Psalm 2. He says, you are my son. Today I have become your father. So resurrection from the dead and becoming children of God. Casual. Nothing too big for me to bring you just after breakfast. At a time of of so much bad news, uh, we become blasé about the impact of the gospel in our lives. But these two things, resurrection from the dead and being children of God, could not be better news. To a world that is terrified of death and is dying, we can have hope of eternal life. And to a world that is confused about who it is and where it is going, we can be secure in our identity in God as his children and in relationship with him as our father. The other verse I want to mention from this passage is is one many of you will be familiar with. It's verse 36. When David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. David, the king of Israel, utterly imperfect, but he served God's purpose in his own generation. And there's a double message here in this verse, that although we get eternal life, we get one shot at this earthly earthly life. Each and every one of us, no matter how famous, like King David, or obscure we may be, has a finite amount of time in this life. And each of us has the, the potential to serve God's purpose in our generation. And this bit really is up to you and me. We don't each know of us how long we will live, but we do get to control how we live. Last week in verse 27, we see that the people of Jerusalem and their rulers did not recognize Jesus, yet in condemning him, they fulfilled the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath. And so they fulfilled God's purposes, but not in the way that you'd want to. So how do we serve God's purposes the right way? Well, it is also said of David that he was a man after God's own heart. And this is why our series on Sundays at the moment and hearing the voice of God is so important. 
In prayer, we are not simply speaking at God, broadcasting our own excellent thoughts at God, but listening to him. And in so doing, unless we harden our hearts, prayer is aligning our hearts with God's heart. So when I ask you right now in August, that as you plan for the year ahead, what are you serving or who are you serving? This is not a burden. This is not about what I think you should be doing or what anyone else thinks or asks of you. This is between you and God. This summer, I've been so encouraged by just carving out a small part of my day to ask God to speak to me. He speaks with precision, with direction and with love. And so that when we look back on the next year, will we be able to say, I served God's purposes last year? And at the end of our lives, will people say that they served God's purpose in their own generation? Because when the middle of November comes and it's bucketing with rain and we might be in lockdown again and the proverbial is hitting the fan, you want to know that you are exactly where God wants you and doing what he wants you to be doing. We only get one little life. Will we have served our own purposes, as fun as they might be for a short time? They will be buried in the ground with us. Or will we have served God's purposes, that even the gates of hell will not prevail against? So today in prayer, we bring our generation before God, our our needy, our lost generation. Our generation facing issues we only see about once in a century. We bring this generation before God that he loves with its, its unique issues and burdens and eccentricities. And we ask God to do what he does and only he can do. To take people from death to life and to adopt people into his family like we see in this passage. And we daringly ask that we get to play a part too. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I encourage you, like those of us on the Zoom call, to spend some time asking the Lord to help us to hear his voice, that he would reveal his purposes for us in the coming year, and that we may serve his purposes in our generation. So let's spend some time waiting on God to hear his voice. And we also prayed for our generation, that they would know resurrection life and adoption into God's family, and that God would use us. 